You're listening to the Fantasy Alarm Fantasy Football Podcast. What's going on, FA Nation? John Pemby here with James Grande bringing you the Fantasy Alarm Week 15 DFS Podcast. Uh, James, the uh, fantasy football season's quickly coming to an end. Playoffs are regular season, uh, but for those of them that are not in their playoffs, we at least have uh, some DFS for them to play and uh, still give them a chance to win some money. Yeah, winning money, John, I don't know if you've heard, uh, is fun. So let's win some money and let's make sure all of FA Nation wins more money than we win. Yeah, I agree. Uh, you know, when, when sharing the wins is fun. I like all the screenshots that everybody sends out. And obviously, Howard's playbook and example lineups have been crushing it uh, pretty much all season long. Uh, of course, you know, you do the quarterbacks, Coach. Uh, so why don't we just jump right in and kick it off at the quarterback position here. Uh, we have, you know, Patrick Mahomes uh, going up against a New Orleans secondary that, you know, has been okay at times. I think their defensive line's been better than their secondary causing some of the problems. But uh, Mahomes in that offense is really just playing at another level. If you're looking at paying up at the quarterback position, you know, are you going all the way up to Mahomes, or do you like any of the other guys in that above 7K tier? Uh, I think Lamar is my top quarterback of the week. If we're spending up, I think what we're seeing from him rivals what we saw from him last year. Maybe on a different scale, because uh, the running has been so elite and the passing is still lagging a little bit behind. I mean, only 17 attempts in the last two games, but three touchdowns in each of the last two. Uh, you love to see it. I would go Lamar against Jacksonville over Mahomes, but we've talked about this the last time you and I were on this podcast. Uh, I don't know if you remember, it was the Tyreek Hill game, and you and right. I were, as we w- talked through the podcast, we just talked more and more about how, like, even in bad spots, it's the Chiefs offense, and mm-hmm. that's what it comes down to. So, like, if you want to play Mahomes in a tournament, that's fine. I would go Lamar. Um, if you want, like, just talk about this top tier, I would probably actually put Kyler Murray ahead of Russell Wilson, too, in the 7K range. Um, I do think Kyler has a pretty good matchup against Philly. We saw Philly concentrate on Taysom Hill, making him throw. And I think Kyler Murray is better at throwing than um, Taysom Hill. So I think we could see a potential 300-yard game out of Kyler. So I would put Kyler over Russ at the top. Yeah, I like that. Uh, if we're looking in this uh, 6K tier here now, uh, you have Jared Goff against the Jets. My biggest problem really with Goff this season has been the inconsistencies out of him. Um, but this is a, a really great matchup. Do you trust Goff, or do you think that we're going to see more of the ground game with Cam Akers in this one? I mean, it's been pretty well documented, and I've seen it in multiple instances this year in the in the playbooks, and, and Howard's brought it up, and I've brought it up, on, and when we're talking about, like, the Jets' defense are good against the run. I mean, it's not like they're just a slouch. They're eighth in DVOA against the run. So as much as teams, everyone thinks that they're just going to get run over, they're not. And they're getting beat through the air. They are the 28th, um, actually 32nd um, in deep, in past DVOA. So I think Jerry Goff is in a really good spot. I think he has let us down, and I think that's where the tentativeness comes from using him. Um, but I think we should... I don't think there's any cause for concern here. I think we see a big game out of Jared Goff, and if you want to stay in this mid-tier, uh, I think Tom Brady and, and Ryan Tannehill make a lot of sense as well. 
Yeah, my one thing with Tannehill, of course, is always the Derrick Henry factor. Right. Now, I know Tannehill's been able to still put up fantasy points with Henry uh, having big games, but you know, again, these matchups here, you know, I feel like we could be looking at another 200-yard rushing performance this week out of Henry when they go up against Detroit. Um, so that that's my one drawback on paying up for Tannehill. If he was like, you know, low 6K, high 5K, I could probably throw him into a little bit of consideration. But like at $6,700, I think, like you said, I'd rather he spend 100 bucks less on Brady, maybe spend $100 more and go to Deshaun Watson, even though he doesn't have any receivers. Uh, he's just going to continue to throw a ton uh, going up against Indy, you know, had 24 fantasy points against them in week 13 without throwing a touchdown. You know, he ran uh, for a score. He threw for 340 yards. Um, it wouldn't shock me to see something similar there. Uh, with word that Drew Brees is coming off IR, you know, what do you think about this matchup against Kansas City? Uh, Kansas City's past defense has been terrible. Does the Brees coming back, you know, off the injury that he had, where were you at all? I, I would have preferred to use Taysom Hill if we were talking about the two, just because we know Casey's defensive deficiency comes against r- rushing whatever. And right. I was, running quarterbacks, yeah. Running quarterbacks or, I mean, running backs. Whoever's rushing the ball, Casey struggles against. So um, they play that very concentrated defense where they just, you know, they, okay, beat us on the ground, but we're, you're going to get three points and not seven. So I would have rather had Taysom Hill here. Um probably close to a hundred yard game. So we're not getting that. I don't really have any interest in Drew Brees. Um, the Saints sec- or the Chiefs secondary can be really good at times. And I just don't think noodle arm Brees coming off an injury is going to really tickle my fancy here. That's fine. Are you chasing the Jalen Hurts points? Yeah. I, I mean, uh, Lamar Jackson light, 106 rushing yards. And, and I think what's most noticeable is the 18 attempts right um they really put the ball in hurts hand and and we saw arizona get beat by quarterbacks in the last couple weeks so um i think jalen hurts is perfectly fine at that price tag and and plus like if when we start talking about the value i don't like a lot below jalen hurts like you you start rattling off some names you're like ooh, you don't think trubisky against minnesota (laughs) i mean minnesota's defense has been better and so i mean trubisky has been okay but like i would probably rather go up and find 400 dollars to get jalen hurts knowing that i could get 100 yards and a score on the ground and then whatever else comes with jalen hurts's arm um we're getting quality touchdowns from trubisky like three in you know, two of his last three games. But then in the Detroit game where he was really good, David Montgomery scores two touchdowns and poaches him. So I think that could happen again here. I think there's always a possibility of the Montgomery poach. And I don't, uh, it's fine. Tournament play, sure, 5,500 for him. But like, who else are you even considering here? Uh, I have a dirty stack already with Mullins against Dallas. Is it like, uh, like, he was going to start, but, like, if he doesn't perform in the first half, will he finish the game is the I question. Mean, I, th- I think so. I mean, they've let him play. I know that, you know, they said that uh, he's kind of been on the fence, but, you know, largely he's been an okay quarterback when he's filled in. I don't think he's been much worse than Jimmy Garoppolo has <laughs> at times. And I know the, 
you know, we've seen some duds, but we've seen some high upside games out of him as well. And I think the matchup just against Dallas, you know, you look at these this recent stretch for him where people are kind of down in his performance. New Orleans, the Rams, Buffalo, and Washington, like those are all tough defenses. So like, you know, are we holding those performances against him really? Like, I don't, I don't know. Like, yeah, I, he, I don't think it's a terrible option given the matchup against Dallas here and how bad uh, that defense is. And he's cheap, you know, and, and uh, you know where the targets are going to go. They're going to go to Brandon Ayuk, and you can just make that easy stack, you know. I think you lost your argument when you led with he hasn't been much worse than Jimmy Garoppolo, but we can continue. <laughs> All right, let's run, let's run the running back position here. Derrick Henry is $9,500, most expensive running back on the week. Pay uh, it. No, Pay it. Pay it. Right, right, like this. You know, the last time he was over 9K, he did throw a dud against Cleveland, but, you know, Detroit's not Cleveland. So uh, I think, yeah, this is a spot where, you know, if you're making a lineup and it doesn't have Derrick Henry in it, yeah, I think you're really playing with fire. It's the it's the 40-point Dalvin Cook week where you're like, wait, you don't have Dalvin Cook in your lineup? And by the way, John, that came, that came at least the second 40-point Dalvin Cook week in a row came against these Detroit Lions. So, like... Derrick Henry should feast here. There's no reason he's not. Um, it's kind of a set it and forget it play for me. And then, you know, you construct your lineup right. kind of I mean, elsewhere. I mean, we saw Dalvin Cook go for 206 yards against Detroit. So, uh, you know, Henry Henry should have little trouble uh, doing the same. But the tier below them is actually quite interesting to me. Alvin Kamara, knowing Drew Brees is back, at uh, $7,400, we already talked about how Kansas City struggles against the run. Uh, you know, Kamara finally got back in the passing game. Taysom Hill targeted him 10 times. You know Drew Brees is going to be throwing to Alvin Kamara a lot in this game. Uh, so $7,400 for Kamara seems like an absolute steal. Jonathan Taylor against Houston, you know, finally getting the volume now. Three straight huge weeks out of Jonathan Taylor. Big price bump for him, so, you know, you're no longer getting him on the cheap. Uh, but I think a fantastic matchup for him there. Uh, and then, you know, David Montgomery, Miles Sanders below them. You know, Monty, you know, again, really running strong lately, still involved in the passing game, good matchup against Minnesota. And then Sanders, we have to sort of reevaluate now his value because with Hurts there, they're going to be running the football a lot more. Yeah, I love Kamara. Um, the Saints have allowed the third most receiving yards to running backs, so, or the Chiefs, or the Chiefs rather. So yeah. I think that could really bode well for him. I mean, like you said, like we were talking about earlier, it's, they leave the middle of that field open and, and hold you to three points. And it's just check down city for Kamara. I love that. Obviously J- the John Taylor volume is beautiful to see. Um, Miles Sanders, Miles Sanders only plays well against good teams and like good run defenses. I mean, Baltimore, uh, the giants earlier in the year, Pittsburgh, like he just has these big games against, do we consider Arizona that good team? I don't know. Um, I'm very on the fence about Miles Sanders. That's probably because he burned me in my season-long leagues. Right. Um, uh, I and Montgomery's good, so I mean, I think this top tier is is really strong, and that's probably what's taking me off Sanders. Like, I don't think we need to go there um, in a tournament. I think it's fine, um, but I would rather just get my exposure from Jalen Hurts, to be honest. If we're playing Philly guys, sure. uh, and you could play Jalen Hurts naked, like especially with that running upside, you don't need to pair him with anybody, knowing how inconsistent the rest of the Eagles offense is I would rather just play Jalen Hurts and, and kind of just build you know game stacks elsewhere sure uh the mid-tier here uh, Cam Akers obviously coming off some monster games as well 171 yards against New England now I know you mentioned the Jets do have a strong run defense here 
Um, you know, but still, you know, the way he's been playing, the way he has been involved, the volume of snaps here in a game where we think the Rams are certainly going to be leading, you know, maybe their defense gets some turnovers and puts them in short yarded situations. Uh, Akers at 6,600 appeal to you at all. Or you're just too worried about that Jets run D. I mean, I'm not saying I'm, it's like a full fade for me, but I just think that a lot of people are going to put a lot of stock into Cam Akers and a lot of people are going to fall off golf because, they think it's going to be like control, control, control the clock. Well, we thought that with Patrick Mahomes against the Jets. We thought that about um, a bunch of quarterbacks against the Jets. Russell Wilson just threw a whole bunch of touchdowns just last week um, in a forty-point, in a thirty-seven-point win. So, like, we're going to get plenty of volume from Goff, and I, I'm, I think that there's going to be a lot of ownership Acres way, and I, it's like almost a fade for me because of it. The defense is good. There's going to be a lot of hype ownership his way. Not a full fade, but like I'm probably not as high as others on Acres at this in this specific game. All right, that's fine. Um, going down the list a little bit further, there uh, Dobbins is a guy that's seen sixty percent of the snap count lately. Touchdown in three straight games. Now him and Edwards um, are the true two backs now. If you look last week, Ingram only saw I think it was like three snaps, so I think he's just out. Um, but you mentioned the way that Lamar Jackson's running now. Um, does that shy you off any of these Baltimore running backs? Or, you know, this is a good matchup against Jacksonville for them. I mean, we just – it's very hard to rely on touchdown dependency to the like to stay where it is. Like, Dobbins has scores in three straight. But, again, Gus Edwards we saw had seven carries and two touchdowns. For Lamar, we know can break off a touchdown or just keep it in the end zone or in the red zone and not even look Dobbins' way. So, like, as much as I like Jake – J.K. Dobbins, I think that he should be seeing the ball, what, 20 times a game? He should be where Jonathan Taylor is right now. Um, he's not, and that's because they like Gus Edwards and they like running the ball with Lamar. So in tournaments, it's fine. I, I think it's a – it's a he. we obviously know he has the upside, but I'm not going there in cash. All righty. Uh, I think the bigger news this week was that uh, Ronald Jones is on the COVID IR. Still potential for him to play. Uh, but if he doesn't, Leonard Fournette's forty five hundred dollars. Are we even sure like he's going to be active? I have like, to think he is going to be active if he's going to. Yeah, it says right there. Update as of uh, yesterday, Bruce Aaron said that Fournette will start Week fifteen against the Falcons if Ronald Jones is unable to play. So uh, a healthy scratch. Uh, surprisingly, last week coming out of their bye. Uh, I think it was out of their buy or just out of yeah, was that out of their buy last week? Uh, yeah, out of their yeah, it was that they had a week thirteen yeah. buy. Right. So out of their buy, a healthy scratch. Uh but now he's in line. Fresh legs against Atlanta. He's looked terrible. Terrible. Their offense honestly hasn't looked that sure. good just in general. Sure. But right, you know, picking and choosing when to use Fournette this year hasn't been ideal for his usage. Like what we're, we're probably, like, if Rojo sits, we're probably using him in cash, and it's a situation that, like, if he if he fall, if you have 4,500 in your tournament lineups, that's fine. But, like, I don't think you're, like, actively seeking Leonard Fournette in tournaments, at least this version of Leonard Fournette in tournaments. Um, I, think it's to gonna be, I think his ownership is going to be too high. If right. At $4,500, you're looking for right. value on the slate. I think there's going to be a lot of ownership there. And people probably still think we're going to get, like, and, and I'm not saying he, we can't get last year's version, but I think that a lot of people are going to hang their hat on last year's version of Leonard Fournette now that, oh, he's going to get the lion's share of carries. Well, 
he's had multiple games of like 10 plus carries and yes he had he had one good game earlier in the year when nobody was expecting it him to in his second game with um the team so like i think it's fine i think you know you're gonna play him in cash because everyone else is gonna play him in cash but i think it's a situation that you can fade in tournaments okay uh going down a little bit more uh in terms of you know value running backs here you know we touched upon uh gus edwards is at 4400 um what are we doing with the miami running back situation um you know, Gaskins is still on COVID-19. We didn't really want to trust DeAndre Washington last week, but he was the lead back. They activated Brita. New England's run defense is horrid. You know, is, is there anybody in this Miami backfield that you'd be willing to trust? Um, If Ahmed returns from his shoulder injury, I think that's where we'd go. Okay. But obviously, I don't, I don't like, we're not confident in it. Um, we might have to find our value at the wide receiver position and the tight end position because, uh, yeah, when we didn't, didn't love the value at quarterback, don't love the value at running back. And I think wide receiver is where we're going to find our, find our niche. Alrighty. Let's go ahead and jump on over to that wide receiver position. Uh, no, no shocker here. Tyree kill at the top, uh, man is just a video game player basically at this point. Uh, last week even struggled, obviously, um, you know, on the receiving end, only 79 yards of a score, but then he took an end around for 30 yards on a touchdown to give you his fantasy production. Expecting a shootout here over 52 and a half point total in this one. So I think Hill's fine. You know, Metcalf, I'm not really worried about Metcalf against, you know, Washington's defense because the Washington secondary actually isn't that great. They're just their front seven is just a monster. Um, so, you know, if Metcalf can get downfield, we know the type of upside uh, that he possesses. Um, you know, so for me, I, I think this sort of top tier uh, right there is fine. Um, but after that, I'm looking more low 7K, mid 6K. You know, what really jumps out to you in this upper half of the wide receiver position? Um, I mean, I think if Ridley plays, uh, he's limited, so he should. Julio's already been ruled out, so I think we can go there. He had a big game last week. Um I think if you're playing Kyler, obviously pair with DeAndre Hopkins in a little game stack. Um, yeah, Darius Slay has been getting burned by everybody, really. So. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, if you've looked at Darius Slay's, like, murderer's row of receivers that he's had to go up, like, poor guy. Like, he's, yeah, a, good, <laughs> he's a good corner, but, like, holy crap. Like, he has had no breaks at all this season. Um, so I think Hopkins is just going to another, you know, Another head on the mantle for Hopkins here uh, in Darius Slay. I think Allen Robinson's in a great spot. I mean, you got to love 13 targets in, in two of the three games with Trubisky um, under center, right? I mean, that's all we've been asking for all year long. And then I think, like, Cooper Cup is probably going to be one of the chalkier receivers on the slate, uh, given it's the Jets and, and how bad they've been against the pass. Yeah, I agree with you. I, th- I think Cup is, is a really great play. Um, you know, you mentioned already um, Robinson there. I like Phelan still against Chicago. If Buster Screen's back, uh, you know, again, one of the you know, Howard Bender's favorite guys to pick on at the slot. Uh, you know, I know they're going to try to run here, but Chicago's defense, uh, you know, can, can be tough against the run. And against Chicago last time out, uh, Phelan did have two touchdown catches. So uh, Phelan at 7,100, I think is fine. Um, the fact that Dwayne Haskins could be the quarterback here, I think, plays really well for Terry McLaurin because mm-hmm. um, Haskins just throws downfield, and that's when McLaurin's you know best games were coming uh, was really with him under center. 
so if Alex Smith isn't able to go and Haskins starts this week, I think uh, McLaurin gets a good bump up here against the Seattle um, defense. I still like Amari uh, Cooper. Um, he's really one of the more consistent players on that Dallas passing attack, even with Dalton under center. Uh, I touched on Brandon Ayuk uh, already. He had 16 targets last week against Washington. Debo Samuel's already out. You know, George Kittle could return, they're saying, but going to be limited for sure. And I think Ayuk's just going to be peppered with targets here. How many best balls did you and I fight for Ayuk as, like, as this, the preseason wore on? I mean, this guy is a freaking star. Um, I think he might be, like, the best receiver play on the slate, like, given... And like all the factors, like matchup, right. recent like recent production, um, price tag, like Ayuk checks all the boxes, um, and obviously Cooper on the other side. But like this, it is an interesting stack that you bring up, like because you could run it back with Cooper, and and you know like how good he's been. So that is a little interesting stack. Like I'm not gonna, I'm not that crazy, so I'm not gonna play <laughs> Nick Mullins. But Brandon Ayuk is super elite. Um, I what is like. What are your thoughts on like the Bucks? Because we have Atlanta, right? So how I guess how would you rank? Just rank the Bucks receivers. Uh, um, I'm gonna go Evans, Godwin, Brown. I'd probably go in that order too, and it's solely based on Mike Evans just being the only person that Brady looks at in the red zone. Right, it's him or Gronk. Gronk, I think, was like the, is this year is like the sixth most targeted player in the red zone. <laughs> um, he doesn't have a ton of touchdown catches, but like Brady at least still looks to him. Right. In that area. So, but for wide receivers, yeah, I still think you have to get, and they're priced that way too, right? So, like, yep. you know, you're, you're still paying Evans, which is fine. Um, you know, th- this is, again, a, a matchup where, like, I'm expecting Tampa Bay to, to have a big game, but that offense, again, has been flat a lot this year. Mm-hmm. Um, so, really kind of tough to predict, but just the touchdown upside puts me on uh, Mike Evans over guys like Cooper and Brown, though. I think our AB, I think an AB game is coming. Like, I think at some point, those two were going to connect on uh, some good production there. Um, Marvin Jones Jr., you know, if you know Safford's not practicing, if Chase Daniels is the quarterback, like, it, it's it's <sighs> very tough to want to play yet, yeah. but it's such a good matchup. And I feel like, you know, they're still going to have to throw the football. I have Stafford in my, in my QB coach, and I did note that, like, we have to obviously make, like, watch the – the news, but I, if Stafford, Stafford is a, a tough son of a gun and he plays through a lot of injuries. I mean, he played through a fractured back like twice in his career. So if he plays, I love Marvin Jones, but I don't know if I would play Marvin Jones <laughs> with um, career highest paid backup Chase Daniel. Uh, I would rather just like play TY or, yeah, for sure. T.Y. Hilton up against this Houston matchup, right. which he just had eight of 11 targets, 110 and a score. He's got th- four touchdowns uh, in the last three games. Now they're home as well. Uh, surprising to see Hilton still priced, I guess, where he is, but mm-hmm. he had a long way to come from where he was. So, uh, you know, it seems like to me we're getting a discount there on T.Y. Knowing that Gardner Minshew's at quarterback, I kind of like D.J. Chark again. I mean, the targets there have been ridiculous eight seven and nine the last three games but he's not catching anything and i know that at baltimore secondary um you know is intimidating and the fact that they're home but again looking for a team that's going to have to be throwing more most likely because they're behind uh chark at 5k i think could potentially have some upside there um 
you know, C.D. Lamb at $4,500, Jalen Rieger at 44 you know, Chad Hansen's at 42 You know, the 4K range here isn't, isn't too terrible. I was actually going to bring up Chark because, I mean, that Baltimore secondary looks a little shaky lately. I mean, 280-plus yards to Dalton in a couple scores, over 340 to our favorite quarterback in the league, Baker Mayfield, right. um, just last week. So, like... Like you said, Minshew and Shark have a good rapport. I think this could be a bounce back for Shark, but it's obviously just a tournament play. Like, please don't do anything else. Yeah. Um, if you're playing Rieger, I don't know. I, I just don't. I don't trust any Philly pass catcher. There's just too many cooks in the kitchen, and and Jalen Hurts I, I just, just like that he's a big play guy, and I think Hurts sure. is a big play quarterback, right? So like, that's fair. Fair. Uh, like they're they're running so many read options. Next thing you know, it's uh, an RPO and Rieger's solo down the field. You know, so definitely a GPP only. Definitely in in a if you're stacking Hertz, you know, you're probably going to go with the Rieger option there. So um, you know, just just a guy that I, I looked at, uh, Kendrick Bourne, going to be the number two receiver this week. Seven targets last week. Uh, again, I know you weren't high on the Mullins play, but you know, again, Dallas secondary, the targets have been there. Um, you know, he's forty one hundred dollars. I think he's fine. Um, I I like Mooney and Chenault both at under four K here. Um, you know, Mooney had the touchdown last week. I know he only had the two targets, um, but he's been really the number two targeted guy in this offense. Um, you know, for most of the year, he's another kind of big play downfield guy. Uh, and then Lavisca, you know, eleven targets last week, and another guy that I think Minshew would be looking to throw to. Yeah, I just don't understand why he's still priced the way he's priced because he's been back for three games and the last two he's been over double digit fantasy points so like why what's the disrespect like put some respect on lavisca's name yeah. so um yeah I'm, I'm down with both those guys mooney is clearly surpassed uh anthony miller miller's been had a dreadful season so i think both those guys and i mean you know they're both like Solid tournament plays. And I'll throw Denzel Mims out there, healthy Denzel Mims. I know it's a tough matchup, but we know the Jets are going to throw, and we know Mims is a big play guy. So uh, right. I'll throw yeah. um, Mims in the tournament. My uh, my value dartboard guy here is Lynn Bowden. Uh, you know, if Parker doesn't play, if, you know, uh, Grant doesn't play, you know, they're so limited at the wide receiver position now. Uh, you know, Bowden had nine targets last week. I know New England secondary is good. Um, you know, but somebody has to catch a football, I think, in Miami. So bottom at 36 uh, will play for me there. Uh, Are we sure? Are we sure somebody has to catch? Because, you know. I think so. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> okay. Um, let's jump to the tight end spot here. I mean, Travis Kelsey is just a machine. Uh, even against New Orleans here, I'm not worried about it. The guy has uh, – <laughs> I mean, look at the stretch of games here, James. And, and obviously I'm cherry-picking, but we'll start in week eight. Uh, 109 yards, 159 yards, 127 yards. 82 yards against Tampa Bay, 136 yards against Denver, 136 yards against Miami. I mean, he's he's a tight end giving you 27 or more fantasy points uh, in five of the last six weeks. So, yes, he's $8,000. Who cares? <laughs> he's he's going to... <laughs> is, it, is it, like, bold to say that Travis Kelsey could be, like, a top six pick? next year's drafts no i think people are gonna i mean listen there's no difference if he's gonna put up this type of numbers we're only in week 15 remember where he's on pace for like 120 catches (laughs) 1600 yards and like 15 touchdowns then 
No, that's that's wide receiver one number. That's and we used to draft Gronk in the first round because right. of this. So like right. and Kelsey's already a borderline end of first, early second, anyways. So you know, yeah, I uh, this is why I said that Patrick Mahomes was gonna be my first quarterback taken this year. Right. I, you know, the bounce back from Mahomes not being injured was gonna help everybody. And Kelsey and Hill having monster seasons, no surprise, those Mahomes. So uh yeah, gotta play it for him. That's fine. Uh, if you do want to save the twenty five hundred dollars, though, <laughs> you can play Mark Andrews, who you know is is playing uh, all of the snaps because Nick Boyle's been hurt, so they don't have another real tight end to go to. Uh, he's the most reliable pass catcher on that this offense, and now Marquise Brown again is not going to play. So fifty five hundred dollars Andrews against Jacksonville, you know, love it, love the price tag, you know, and I don't I don't think it's really paying up at tight end, um, you know, because he he's worth that money. Yeah, and that's the literally clear option you pair with Lamar. Like, if you're playing Lamar, which you can play Lamar naked if you want, but like uh, you, we didn't touch on Willie Sneed. I'll throw him out there. Okay, forty three hundred bucks. And um, who's the uh, who caught the touchdown two games ago? Uh, Miles Boykins on COVID too. Okay, so yeah. maybe this is Devin Duvernay week, but let's not jump that gun. Yeah, Mark Andrews is fine. I don't know though if I'd go there. Like. Hawkinson with all that volume, I think even it You're with still Chase going Daniels. If 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 Stafford is the guy, I'd be okay with it. I I don't know, maybe, maybe. Well, we keep moving down. Gasicki with yeah. the last couple weeks has been incredible. I mean, four touchdowns the last three weeks. All the volume, the yards. We know Gasicki is yeah. like can stretch the field. We talked about Gronk against Atlanta. I know, like, I mean, Logan Thomas has been really good for like, quite some time. I don't hate it. Uh, I mean, I think the tight end, like, we usually really like crap on tight end. Um, I think we can go back to Irv Smith here. Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, big Irv for sure, know? dude. For sure. Rudolph isn't practicing still. $3,600. Got the touchdown last That's probably week. where we go, right? That's that's actually yeah, probably. So I think the spot it's him or, you know, and, and Howard made fun of me here because I, I continue to like Cole Komet. Um, you know, even though Jimmy Graham got the touchdown last week, you know, Cole Komet played like 88% of the snaps last week or something. It was an upper 80s percentage. So he's the guy on the field. Graham just poached the touchdown. And he's had seven targets in back-to-back weeks. Minnesota here. And Graham is actually limited in practice on Thursday. So, you know, if there's a potential where Graham's not even going to play, Cole Komet's $3,000. I, I see no reason not to go to that to go there again as a spend down. I don't hate it. And you like Trubisky. And we like we've attacked Minnesota for most of the year. So I, I don't hate it. Um, the only other option probably around him, I would probably consider Jordan Reed. Yeah. The Jordan, Jordan Reed's talent over Jordan Reed's production right now uh, for tournaments. So well, let me ask you, cause we skipped over it. If Kittle is active, would you play him at 5,300? It's really enticing. Because 5,300 is, like, I mean, George Kittle is a 7K player. So. <sighs> For me, I worry about the snaps on his first game back. I mean, that would that would be, that would be, that would be the concern. But, like, if he were to play 50% of his snaps, we're still getting a significant discount. And still a guy who, in a, in a smaller role, I mean, they could play him less snaps and only have him in on, like, passing downs. Like, they don't want to risk him blocking. Right, yeah. Yeah, he scores twice because he's George Kittle. Or, like, he's just only out there to catch passes, and he has eight for 110. (laughs) But he only plays 50% of snaps, and he's 5,300. So, 
Yeah, I would consider him. But, like, if they were like, oh, he's only going to play a handful of snaps, then I'd just go right to Irv Smith. All right, let's go to the defense here. Uh, the Rams, the top send up 4,500. They get, you know, the Jets. Obviously, you know, that's that's a play that everybody's going to be going to look at. Um, you know, Seattle played them last week, had 12 fantasy points. Pretty much anybody except the Raiders who played the Jets are putting up double-digit fantasy points. So uh, spinning up there, I, I think, makes a lot of sense. Dolphins against New England in Miami. Uh, we've seen how bad Cam Newton and the rest of that Patriots offense has been. Uh, Dolphins defense has been really strong. They just, you know, picked off Patrick Mahomes three times last week. Uh, Flores knows the Belichick offense and system there. So $3,700 for um, for Miami, I like a lot. Um, I think the 49ers D against Dallas could be in play. And for me, I still go to Seattle, $3,100 against Washington. I think I like all those defenses, and I'll just add a couple. I think the Patriots against Miami, who might not have any skill position True, and the Belichick active. versus rookie quarterback right. thing is real. So Belichick versus rookie quarterbacks, who also doesn't have any active skill position players. There's just going to be a bunch of coaches running routes. and um, So I think New England is interesting. And I think, like, one side of the Philly-Arizona game could be really interesting. Like, Kyler hasn't been great at securing the ball. And then Jalen Hurts is a rookie. Like, you know, he could make multiple mistakes in one game. Um, and Arizona's coming off a game where they had eight sacks uh, against the Giants. So um, they're getting after it. And they added, and that's because they added Marcus Golden. And it's added a new dimension to that Arizona defense. So I think he could present a problem for Hurts um, in a tournament. I don't hate the Cardinals. What do you think about Tampa Bay 3K against Atlanta? I mean, that's definitely interesting because there's no... Julio, oh, Julio. Um, their, their running game sucks, and, they're, and running they, they have, you're right, they're relying on Ito Smith right now, so right, right. Um, I think um, I think Tampa could be really interesting, and we know they have some dudes on that defense, so yeah, um, yeah I think Tampa at 3K is super intriguing. I think they're, they're probably going to be uh, pretty popular. Them and the Patriots at 3K is a coin flip for me, because I think they both could be really elite. All right. Uh, let me roll off my lineup that I made while we were recording here real quick before we wrap this up. I went with the Bears stack. I got Mitch Trubisky at quarterback for $5,500. Derek Henry, Alvin Kamara, Brandon Ayuk. Uh, I went Willie Sneed, spend down at 43 Allen Robinson to pair up with Trubisky. I went double tight ends here at the flex. I used Jared Cook against Kansas City uh, at $3,400. I also used Cole Komet at three k in my flex. Uh, and then I used the Seattle defense at 31 hundred dollars that is my uh podcast lineup here uh, james you didn't have to make one while we were recording did you um no i did not all uh, right no, no head worries not, not a, head not head in the gutter john not a big deal not a big deal that is fine uh if you have any questions on this sunday slate obviously you can hit james up on twitter at the underscore real underscore grande myself at james pemba 777 get us on site get us on twitter read his quarterback coach uh we have live chat sunday from uh, 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. right up until roster lock, which will be a part of. Uh, and then Jen and Howard obviously have that their uh, live stream as well from a 10, uh, sorry, 11 to 12, answering all your star sick questions. Uh, but for now, guys, good luck, and we'll catch you later. <laughs>